Newsbreak podcast. I want to be a totally liberated person. If anybody asks me what I am, I will not say I am a this or I am a that because I think I'm more than that. So you can't catch me and say, are you a Hindu? Are you a Muslim? Are you a Christian? Those questions berate me. These are sentiments of Dr. Devi Rajab. Born in the late 1940s, Dr. Rajab grew up in central Durban in a family-owned block of flats. These flats were above the first black-owned ice cream shop, a cool business run by her uncle. At 12 years old, the family moved house to be closer to her father's business. She recalled the fond memories of her peculiar neighbour and her first taste of apartheid. And upstairs was this woman, Mrs. Reyes, an English woman, and there were more cats in that place than there was place for her to be. She also had a parrot. Every time my grandfather would go through the gate, he would say, Hello, Kuli. Hello, Kuli. We didn't take offence. We thought it was very funny. Due to the injustices of the Group Areas and Immorality Acts, the family decided to emigrate to Europe. My father was very disturbed because with the Group Areas, you had to choose an Indian area that they designated for you, and he didn't want to do that. Also, my sister getting married to a German, and it was the Immorality Act. All of these factors came to the fore, and then my father decided we should go. We went to Germany for the wedding, and then my father went and settled in Vancouver. After the relocation, she got accepted for the prestigious Fulbright Scholarship in 1968 and left Canada for America. The best years of my life were really spent in America at the time. The one level is that you're away from parental control. The other level was that you're away from this horrible apartheid and racism. I remember going into a cinema and not seeing the movie, just turning around to see everybody's integrated, everybody's sitting together. Nobody bothered about your skin color or anything like that. It was a wonderful feeling of freedom. With the scholarship, she was able to overcome the limitations that apartheid South Africa placed on people of colour, unlike the basic education received at Salisbury Island. The only best thing about it is that I met a young man who I later married because it was just no education at all, other than putting yourself rather against blatant Africana arrogance and racism on those campuses. Rajab, who was then Mudli, grew up in a Hindu home but fell in love with a man of Muslim faith, Mahmud Rajab. When she married, she had to return to South Africa, which she otherwise had no intention of doing. I always saw myself in a bigger landscape, which was painted by my exposure to Western culture. When I came back to this country, it was like <gasps> having to adjust again to all these people. It required a great deal of adjustment. One was adjusting to the larger extended family system that my husband came from. Uh, We didn't live there. We went off and lived on our own. But had he married someone traditional, he would have probably had to go and live in the big house. Rajab received the Vodacom Journalist of the Year Award on four occasions between 2003 and 2008. She also received the Turquoise Harmony Institute Media Award for Outstanding Journalism in 2010. Thereafter, she won the Human Rights Award for Critical Journalism. She is the author of Devi's Diary, No Subject is Taboo, and Woman, South Africans of Indian Origin. A phone call in 1984 shaped her journalism career. I didn't know that there was this whole world of journalism. One day, I got this call from the editor of The Mercury, and this guy says, 
would I write a column? And I say, me? Write a column? And he says, yes. I said, I can write academically, but you know, journalese, I don't know. He said, no, but we're inviting you as the first Indian woman to have their own column in a white newspaper. Rajab recalls one of her fondest and proudest moments from her flourishing journalism career. Helen Susman was staying here with me. She hadn't met Fatima Mir. I said, let me take you to meet Fatima Mir. And the two women were locked in conversation. I sat there and I watched them and I took down notes. I think that's what won me the Vodacom Award, that I was able to write about these two women. One was a Jew, one was a Muslim. Both were involved in politics. Helen Sussman was the longest serving member of parliament in opposition. And Fatima Mir was banned and close friend of Mandela and really struggled with apartheid. She holds a master's degree in educational psychology and a PhD in social psychology. She has lectured at the University of KwaZulu-Natal's Westville campus for seven years. She then left due to political injustices towards women and Indians in particular to open up her own psychology practice. There was a time when I was growing up, if I saw a black person lying in the street bleeding, and if I saw a white person lying in the street bleeding, I actually couldn't feel the white person's pain, but I could feel the black person's pain very intimately. And as a psychologist, I needed to learn that. I needed to grow beyond that, and I did. From there, her career launched to heights she couldn't have imagined at the time. I was asked to join the University of Natal. They appointed me counsellor and, and senior counsellor after that, I got promoted to deputy dean and after that I got promoted to dean. Her efforts to publicize the struggle that women faced brought her in contact with the stalwart in the fight for women's rights in South Africa. I remember when I was speaking in the Constitutional Hill and Winnie Mandela was supposed to have spoken before me and so she came in late. I spoke on Veliama and Winnie came in and she said, she never knew the story of Veliama and she never knew they were people who were part of the struggle before. Raja may be well past retirement age, but she's still involved in many boards and institutions and is now currently the chairperson of the Democracy Development Programme. Rajab's father was friends with struggle stalwart Monty Naika and recalled some interesting times. Chief Lutuli came and he was sitting on that one side of the lounge at Dr. B.T. Chetty's house. And B.T. Chetty would expect his children to take his shoes off and put a bowl of hot water with some salt so he could relax his feet. And so he then said we should do that for Chief Lutuli. So we remember taking his socks and shoes off and putting his feet in this warm water. I don't know whether he really wanted it, but he got it. Age has certainly not slowed Dr. Rajab down. With the little spare time she has, Dr. Rajab enjoys reading, writing, and playing the piano to her beloved grandchildren. I'm Tashla Naidu in Durban.